Welcome to the Do Divorce Right podcast. I'm your host, Becca Maxwell, and I'm here to help you transition through your divorce with ease and integrity, to not only survive the challenges of your divorce, but to thrive as you come out the other side of it with a much better life than you ever hoped possible. On this show, we talk about many different aspects of divorce, interview women who have their own incredible divorce stories, or those who can offer some great advice as you go through yours. The focus here is to help you find the strength and support to help you feel lighter, happier, more positive, and in a better frame of mind to face the inevitable challenges of your current journey. Today, I want to share a short story of from my life and a reminder of how freaking fabulous we all are because you probably don't hear it often enough in fact I don't think any of us hears it often enough that we are awesome we are remarkable there's no one like you on the planet there never has been and never will be another you in any other time either So you deserve to make this life extraordinary. I deserve to make this life extraordinary. We are worthy of so much. When it comes to divorce, in some ways, I guess you could say I was one of the lucky ones. In so many ways, I'm not. But in this particular way, I am. I was able to grieve my marriage while I was still in it. I spent two years attending marriage counselling and trying my very, very best to keep our family unit together. I'm sure my ex would remember it differently, but that's how I remember it. I put in a lot of effort to try um, and help make it work, right? At the same time as working and hoping for things to be better for us and genuinely attempting all the things and following up on the homework and the promises from the counselling, In addition to doing all of that, I was also doing a lot of me work. I was working on things to be better within myself as well. Um, A girlfriend was studying integrative nutrition, integrative nutrition, integrative nutrition, and she offered to coach me on a weight loss program. My daughter was a year old and I was still feeling too heavy. Our daughter was only two when I left the marriage. She was so little. Anyway, through this time, through that last kind of year of marriage, I was trying all of the things. I was juice detoxing. I was um, tongue scraping, if you know what that is. I was dry skin scrubbing. I was doing all of the goopy things. (laughs) And I started moving more. I tried all, all of the different classes at the gym, right? I started strength exercises for the first time. I started getting into phenomenal shape. And I think... You know, after the marriage had ended, I think I was in better shape at 40 than I had been in any point in my life. And the best shape at 40. Maybe I've gotten in better shape since then. But before that, that you know, that was the, the best I'd been at any point before that in my life. Fast forward a few years, my marriage had ended, but I continued to respect my body and I found a rhythm of movement and nutrition that worked for me. And I met a wonderful man who also enjoyed being active. So we started signing up to sports events together. We pushed each other to attempt 
Spartan races, you know, the muddy obstacle course races, and vertical marathons. That is running from the ground floor to the rooftop of a skyscraper uh, as quickly as you possibly can. Right? That's between 70 and 100 flights of stairs. It's a lot. <laughs> anyway, one day of a, this is, again, the marriage has ended, but I'm still looking after myself. I'm in a good place physically. Uh, you know, in a great relationship. And I'm one day having uh, champagne mimosas with for a girlfriend's birthday. And someone at the table had this stroke of genius that we should all run a marathon together. Now, I've never really enjoyed road running, so I wasn't especially keen. But this train of thought led to talking about kind of bucket list items and someone Perhaps it was me. Honestly, I don't remember. Blame the champagne. <laughs> but somebody mentioned running a marathon on the Great Wall of China. That felt exciting. Terrifying, but exciting. So again, I do blame the champagne, but very quickly, five of us had signed up to run a half marathon on the Great Wall of China. The training for that, I think we only had a couple of months to get ready, maybe four or five months to get ready. The training was mostly trail runs and a lot of stair climbing. And we were going from nothing to a half marathon with a boatload of stairs, right? None of us were, you know, running 10Ks. Um, I don't, I had never run 10K at that point. So lots and lots of uh, trail runs, lots of stair climbing. And some of those days, the training runs were fantastic. You know, I was motivated and excited and feeling strong. I was impressed with the capability of this body that I've always had mixed feelings about. But most days, the training runs were awful. Like they were painful, slow, sweaty. I felt fatigued. 100% out of my depth, horrified, terrified that I had signed up for something so challenging. Who did I think I was? I was no runner. Some days I was barely a walker. <laughs> but of course, I just kept showing up. I'd made a commitment to the girls and I wasn't going to be the one that pulled out. I didn't want to miss what was definitely going to be an epic girls weekend and ultimately a bucket list achievement. So I kept showing up and kept putting one foot in front of the other until race day. Nervous as fluff, we were up before dawn to take a bus from Beijing to the Great Wall. And before any of us knew it, we were racing. We were on the Great Wall of China. It was phenomenal. I stopped like more than a few times. I stopped often. But intentionally, I stopped to take it in, to really acknowledge where I was and what I was doing and what I was attempting to achieve. I mustn't have stopped very much, though, because um, I'm still in shock to tell you this, but I came in the top 10 female finishers for the race. I came in seventh that year. So one from our group came in first, and you know, honestly, no wonder I felt slow on the training runs. She is an actual machine. <laughs> but we all did really, really well. Um in just completing it, let alone how well we did in the ranking, we just completed this incredible thing. Anyhow, that will always be an achievement that I'm proud of, always. And it's something no one can take away from me. 
No matter how many future races I compete in, or if I hang up my running shoes tomorrow, which I'm not going to do, I will always be delighted that I was able to do that incredible thing. Even if my medal melted or I never see it again, you can't take away that achievement. One time, a long time ago, time doesn't take away the achievement I did, that pretty phenomenal thing. And I'm not sure if you listened to my episode from last week where I ran a session on powerful resilience techniques and I mentioned a, a pitch file. But in case you haven't, this, this is what I'm talking about. It's about collecting a list and remembering all of the incredible things that you've already done with your one wild and precious life. You've already achieved some incredible things. Perhaps you've traveled to foreign places. Perhaps you've swum with turtles or dolphins or whales. You've left your parents' home for university, been promoted, uh, presented on stage, birthed a child or two, cared for a parent, uh, a sibling, a friend or a child, had a story or poem published, competed in a sports event, represented your school or district or country at some point. Have you given time, energy, money to charity or a community that you care about? You have made decisions that led you on adventures and in directions that no one else has gone. You are actually awesome. You are remarkable. There is no one like you on the planet. There never has been and never will be another you in any other time. So you deserve to make this life extraordinary. You are worthy of so much. You can do hard things and you can get through this hard thing. Thanks for listening. I hope you took something of value out of this episode. I'm your host, Becca Maxwell, and you can find me on the web at dodivorceright.com or on Instagram at dodivorceright. I look forward to connecting with you there.